have returned to your TV, telephone, laptop, computer screen. What's up out there in uh, Twitch and, and YouTube world? It is us, the Sideline Junkies, myself, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, alongside uh, one third of the trio, wearing his stick, the Nubian Sumo. I see he's already uh, rocking uh, the filthy gear, so go ahead and tell us what uh, nice little thing you're partaking on right now and what you're drinking. Well, sir, good evening. How are you doing this this fine Saturday night? I'm all right, Smokey. Yeah, it's good. That was a, that was a lot That's of uh, smoke that just came out of that. <laughs> well, the Nubian Sumo is powered tonight by the Crown Heads 2021 TTA Lost Angel. And from... If you all remember a couple of weeks ago with KG, I was experimenting or I was trying out for the first time the bullet, the bullet uh, old fashioned mix uh, that, mm -hmm. that they put out. Yeah. Tonight we're going with the Manhattan contact cocktail. Oh my God. Look like hair products. <laughs> Look like you're over there drinking something that uh, you're going to have to talk to the CDC about. Well, I'm telling you something. These, these are some mighty tasty beverages, I must say. Well, Pretty good for something just light, something a little light, 75 proof. Nice, still strong as far as the liquor, the liquor content, as far as the taste is concerned. So it's nothing watered down or anything. You want to diet? 75 proof. Damn tasty beverages. I haven't heard you that low in proof ever. Well, I was up to I was up to like one. Didn't I do a one thirteen or something like that yet last week? He was up. At, he was up the liver. Oh, death. Another, two weeks ago. Yeah, he was up the liver death. So this is like water to you, apparently. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, just take it to the head. That way, we can actually get the same results. Because right now, I, I think it'd be a little boring. Nah, I'll be all right. <laughs> we may not get happy, James, tonight. I don't know. No, we. we Oh, we we getting happy, James, because Sad James comes on Monday. Well, okay. actually, Sad James Sad James comes tomorrow. Actually, well, your birthday <laughs> happened already. What we missed? No, no, no. I'm just 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 some up, just some other stuff with the job. That's all, you know. Oh Lord, they are changing your days. Mm -hmm. Days, hours, assignment, the whole thing. But hey, hey. In the word, in the words of uh, the gentleman on Godfather Two, this is the business I have chosen. Yeah, I know that feeling. I damn sure know that feeling. That's why today's show is sponsored by Fruit Snacks. When in doubt, you're having a bad day, eat some goddamn Fruit Snacks. There you go. So, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Your girl. Jordan Grace, just out of nowhere, <laughs> for no clear reason whatsoever, wanted to jump into the one pool that nobody should be jumping in, and that is the Crispin Watt pool. 
as I quote exactly what she uh, tweeted, um, this is going to be the coldest take I've ever tweet on this app. I already know y'all are going to be mad. I don't think Benoit or Chris Benoit would 100% hang with most of the present day best wrestlers. He would not be able to remember matches. He also may burn in hell. Amen. So she got some backlash need to say. Gail Kim uh, commented that, yeah, you don't really know what you're talking about. Chavo Guerrero being uh, the biggest one, uh, making a couple more comments, said, yeah, you may have stepped into that puddle that nobody should have uh, talked about uh, because we've talked about it before. To her account, she can't separate, and this is paraphrasing from what she said on Twitter, answering and replying to other people, she can't separate the man and the character. Uh, Chris Benoit or sports entertainer or wrestler Chris Benoit. All she sees is the murderer. Allegedly. Because we still don't know what happened and who knows. Um, so is this a forbidden territory that people shouldn't um, even try to attempt to go into? And also, do you think she is correct in her millennialism? I don't think she's incorrect in talking about it because it does come up variously from time to time. People are going to talk about it. People are forever going to talk about it, especially with people talking about whether or not he needs to be in the Hall of Fame, uh, uh, things of that nature. So he's going to be, the discussion is never going to go away. The way she went about it is a whole nother story because apparently she knows nothing about Chris Benoit, the character, the wrestler, okay? She She's saying that he couldn't hang with most or any. I, I, did, she, did she say most or did she say any? Uh, most. Of the best wrestlers in the world today. And who is she talking about? That, that's one thing. Right. I, that'd be another question. That'd be another question. So let's... Let's talk, let, I was getting ready to say let's let's run down who she might be discuss who's what she might be talking about starting with Jonathan Gresham. Um, yeah, I think he could hang with Jonathan Gresham. I think that would be a great uh, that, that would have been an excellent match in Benoit's prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gresham with gas going against Benoit. Yeah, going against yeah, a lot of wrestlers have gassed out going against Chris Benoit. Okay, so. Uh, let's put some more out there. Zack Sabre Jr. Yep. Mm-mm. Will Ospreay. Mm-mm. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Did they, nope. did, did, well, they, never, they never met, right? Gas tank, though. So yeah, he I, does. I, but have, did they? They never met, right? Not that I know of in the majors. I think Daniel Bryan was still in the Indies coming up uh, during that Benoit time. He was extra young. Like you know, he still got milk on his face. Some ice cream stuck in his chin, you know that young. I thought they might. I thought they might have crossed paths, like maybe you know, in his like in his younger years. Like I said, it could have been at an indie show somewhere, but then again, at that stage in Benoit's career, that was closer to what happened versus we're talking, you know, WCW and his prime 
uh, and before when he's out there, you know, wrestling Malenko and, and just, man, putting on a show. I mean, you have to realize who you're talking about. And I mean, and putting aside all of the obvious, okay, we, 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 know, what's, we know what's going on, but we're talking about the in-ring performer, the worker, Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. and her comments about her not him not hanging with the most of the best in the world right now. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about anything else. Okay, so anybody out there, anybody out there that wants to bring up that other part, we're not talking about that right now. Okay, okay, we're just talking about it. Just leave that alone. We can talk about that on another show. Okay, so we've already named a few few that he could probably that he could run with. I don't know anybody that he wouldn't be able to run with. I mean, the man was at the top of his game in Japan. Under a mask and out and with the mask off. A machine. Okay. He goes into ECW and changes the whole, the whole game around in ECW. I mean, he's the he's one of the ones who brought who actually brought wrestling into to ECW. ECW. Absolutely. Okay. Then he gets picked up in WWF E, whatever it was at the time. Well, you gotta remember and he changes the game again. Well, before that, you know, WCW. Well, yeah, but, well, WCW. Let's not forget about WCW. His time in WCW. He switched it up. Everywhere he's been, it's been him and um, and him, Guerrero, Malenko, Mysterio. Um, uh, uh, Mysterio that yeah. whole that whole group, Saturn, mm-hmm. Saturn and the, 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 the uh, Cyclops, that whole that whole. Yeah, exactly. So they they all came in. Did that thing in WCW, changed the game up. Then went to WWF, WWE, changed the game up. They couldn't hang with them. The the, the current WWE roster could not out-wrestle, truthfully in my opinion, outside of the the ones that came over. They couldn't match it because his tank was almost uh, limitless. Right. You know, he was doing spots. You know, the only thing that we always worry about is that flying headbutt because, you know, he came down on it. And yeah, that, that may have had some factors in, but, you know, he made it look clean. To me, there's only two people in the wrestling business that I've had the pleasure of watching and enjoying whose movements were so crisp and, and the way they snapped into place that it was just unbelievable. The first one being uh, uh, being Hall of Famer Bret Hart. You know, I, I just could watch Bret Hart do a snap suplex, and you just just click. Well, actually, I'm sorry, three. Uh, I'll I'll say a third now, um, as I'm appreciating it more and more while he's gone. Bret Hart. The second one, obviously, is Chris Benoit. Um, you know, his uh, belly to backs still doesn't matter what game uh, for wrestling I've played from all the way back to No Mercies up until now that belly to back is in there and it has to be the one that was modeled after him. And then the third is uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, still a belly to back with that Snapdragon and stuff like that, but uh, that's my three. Everybody else, you know, I can see things like, oh, well, you know, whatever it is based off of their, you know, their movements and performance and stuff, but man, those guys are in a class by themselves in my opinion. Speaking of class by themselves, 
let's flip the coin on something else. He, somebody else he talked about. Who, who she she brought up Kurt Angle. Oh, did yeah. she bring up Kurt Angle? Yeah. Yep. She put Kurt Angle in the same category, saying that he couldn't hang with the best. What? She must have got. She must. She must be down in Atlanta smoking some red crack rocks for real. The boulders. Impact obviously meant nothing because she needs to be. She needs to be checking CTE herself. Yeah. And and, hey, I love me some. Hey, y'all know I love me some Jordan Grace. But she. But in the words of Biggie, she did wrong for this one. She dead wrong for this one, and I don't mind telling her. I wouldn't. I don't mind telling her to her face. She like anybody that disagrees with me or whatever. You know, all uh, I got some people's gonna be mad at me and all this and that. I ain't mad at you. But she knew what she was doing. But uh, I call her truthfully clickbait <laughs> because you know it's a controversial topic. But the fact that you can't separate performance from what the person did that makes no sense in certain aspects. And this aspect, his body of work, even though we can't see it, it exists. You know, he has, Look, there are some people. There's some people that are in professional sports, and I'm not gonna get into them. Those that know me know who I'm talking about. There are some people that are in professional sports who I respect like hell. Inside, but I give a damn about them on the outside. Right. You know what I'm saying? They they cannot be de- what for what they did in their careers. They cannot be denied. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, they can eat a dick. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm not sitting here saying we should go ahead and uh, wave the flag for him to be in the Hall of Fame. That's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, we're not even going into that. His uh, body of work, and you know that that is what it is. Um, so she may have in her head good intentions to really talk about the capabilities of some of the current best of the best in the world, because everybody's trying to stay clean to it. But there's just certain people you can't hold a candle to and say they can't do it they can't that's like saying the rock nobody well like the rock can't get a pop bigger than orange castle that makes no sense that's like saying plus, you know uh who let me think of somebody off the top of my head you know uh uh cm punk's influence in the business is bigger than john Cena's. Some things, yeah. You, you, you can't even hold a candle to these people. And who has she been around that she could talk to that's even been in the ring or around Chris Benoit? She was an impact. I'm not, I'm not from the Benoit perspective, but from the Angle perspective. You may not have been there when he was there, but he's an impact Hall of Fame. I, I know, I know. She's probably. I mean, she's been around Gail Kim. She's been around a few people, you know, that have been around Kurt Angle, you know, because like you said, Kurt Angle was part of Impact, so she's been around people who've been. That's so I didn't even bring up Kurt Angle. Benoit, who has she been around that has actually been in ring 
or around at some point with Chris Benoit. That she could not in a major promotion that I can think of, but I wouldn't be surprised if she's in passing had conversations with, you know, Canadian, you know, she may have been in passing with the Jericho or well Chavo. Uh, you know, she's probably at some point had some interaction with Chavo. Um, maybe a Rey Mysterio, you know, certain people, Kevin Owens uh, or Sami Zayn, uh, some others that may have run a circuit that she may have come past in a, a signing or something like that. So she may have interacted. They just may not have had the, that, this conversation because she would have been mic checked. Every that's time. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Where is she getting her source material from that she would say I, something I think like that? I think it's just clickbait because this that was the most randomest thing to say when nothing in the world is happening that would make you think Chris Benoit. No, I think she asked, she answered somebody. Somebody somebody brought up some brought up brought something up and she answered it. Maybe I didn't if you go that back problem. to that if you go back to that if you go back to that Twitter uh page Twitter that Twitter uh the tweet rather then I think she was answering somebody if I'm not mistaken. Somebody put up a question or somebody put up a tweet where she decided to just chime in on it, if I'm not mistaken. No, I see a bunch of fan replies, but uh, that was nothing I could see. Because if, that's, if that wasn't the case, then yeah, this came, she pulled this one out of her ass. Yeah, because I could have sworn no this was just out of nowhere, just out the crack of. But either way, she got 19 minutes out of us. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going, okay, so I'm looking at it. It says, um, and I'm looking at a story that came that uh, that came from WWF Old School, okay, which is what KG sent us to look at doing that started this with us. It said a fan recently tweeted, recently. "It's always wild listening to wrestlers discuss Chris Benoit in a professional context context because they always be sure to note that they aren't excusing what happened before praising his in ring stuff for ten minutes." Except for New Jack, so that was the original tweet. Okay, and then she followed up with what you read, right? Yeah. So, so that was the original tweet. So somebody was saying that you know, everybody always wants to talk about Chris Benoit and what he did outside the ring, but don't want to bring up his in-ring performances, and. The only one that the only one that really does do that is New Jack. But New Jack, if anybody knows or has seen his promos or his about it, he don't he he, <laughs> he 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 was very he was very good friends with um woman. Right. He was very he was very good friends with her and when they when they were together when they were together at EC working at ECW together. So he didn't appreciate the fact that all that went down the way it did. And he has talked very badly about Chris Benoit. And anybody that knows New Jack, you know, I'm putting, I'm sugarcoating that for real. <laughs> so, uh, no punches. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. So, the legend, because we talked about it before here on the show, that Dark Side of the Ring episode left some uh, opportunities and questions. That we'll never get the answer to without a ring video doorbell or something of that nature to really show uh, what happened. Because 
yeah. But you know what? That that's for a story for another time or a psychic uh, to be able to really give us a skinny on that. Yeah. So, yeah. Been a bit. Last I checked, I don't know how. Maybe I'm just a booking genius. But we did some picks for Forbidden Door. I think I won that one. While on the road, out there in the world. It don't count because I don't know when you sent those picks in, so it don't count. I sent them right after you asked for them. No, I don't. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't know that. I, that wasn't confirmed. Oh, it, I don't have a time. I don't have a time stamp on those things, so they don't count. They are stamped. I don't. I didn't see one. It's at the bottom right. How about that? Mm-hmm. Confirmed later on with confirming that I won. But either way. Because, you know, that's what I do. Yeah, whatever. Here's the big question. So we went from Forbidden Door, basically, to Blood and Guts. What is this saying about AEW and their performances? Now, I will preface this before I let you uh, jump in. That what uh, was said by a certain uh, young gentleman who liked to wear a scarf is still holding true. Because uh, allegedly we just added Jungle Boy to the injury list. Which holds up the angle if this is a serious injury that they're building with Christian and Luchasaurus against Jungle Boy. But if Jungle Boy is injured, he'll be doing like some of the other major stars are having to do. Grin and bear it and still wrestle. Because damn near everybody else is injured. So... You have Forbidden Door, which was very taxing and grueling and stuff like that. And then we go straight into um, Blood and Guts, a.k.a. War Games, the match beyond. And that that's, you know, within a week span. And people are injured. Eddie Kingston notably uh, pulled something in his back towards the finish of uh, uh, Blood and Guts. So that was already something that was on the table. You could visibly tell everybody my back is messed up right now. And, you know, there's just some serious rough matches going on. Or, or, I don't know, just too stiff, too many potatoes. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. But do you think they're in trouble? Do you think they have the depth to be able to handle it? And were they two entertaining shows? Forbidden Door was entertaining. It was. It was a very good show. I I, I very much enjoyed uh, Forbidden Door. Uh, for them to follow it up with blood and guts like they did seemed like a reach. Especially with, like you said, Kingston getting hurt. Santana got hurt, too, in that. That's why you didn't see him at the top of the cage because he messed up his knee during that match. So that's why he didn't make it up to the top of the cage with everybody else at the end of the match. And he was um, but he he came in he came in with a with a, a slight injury, but yeah. Uh but he he assassinated it with the knee uh situation during the match. Uh they can probably weather out the storm that they're building for themselves because of the situation that they have with New Japan right now. 
You've got a lot of New Japan wrestlers who have stayed behind or are dealing in uh, New Japan Strong. So they can pull from that roster as well as any local talent that they can pick up on while they're traveling. Yeah. To try to bolster their roster if they need to. Um, it's not going to help them with matches like they're having, you know, like the blood and guts match and whatever, uh, them doing all these high spots that they're doing. It's not helping them at all. I mean, they probably, I know it is part of people's move set and it's what the kids are doing these days, but still you got, you, you got to, you got to rein these folks, you got to rein these folks in. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about when Brock Lesnar first got into the uh, WWE. Oh yeah, he was doing he was doing shooting star presses in OVW. You know, Big Show was doing drop kicks and cruiserweight stuff when he first started with uh, WCW. You know, you got to you got to rein these folks in and put and, and tell them, you know, you got to. You got to calm this stuff down. I mean, maybe when we can bolster up our roster a little bit, you know, but uh, you maybe you could do some of this, some more of this stuff. But you know, they need to they need to do something to cut back. The hell in itself, because it it did kind of you could get the feel that they were rushing a bit to get the blood in. You know, trying trying to to get that get the color in, and not stretching out let's say if we would have pulled out uh a couple and threw an ftr um and uh some other wrestlers uh in reference to you know their style we would have had a little bit more mat tech work versus you know too many high spots we didn't see a lot of cage being used which could have facilitated some of that you know Normally, you would see, you know, people thrown into the cage a little bit more, taking a back bump and then dropping down or having that face raked across the cage, you know, using the cage as a weapon the way it was intended a little bit more than it was. Didn't really see a lot of that, which I did think was uh, weird. We had the other spots happening. Um, I still don't think I saw the whole planned intent with the alcohol from Jericho, but it would have been nice to see. Um well, I think the bottle got stuck trying to sneak out, trying to squeeze it through the cage or whatnot, so they didn't. But I'd say they didn't get to utilize. This one was a little bit sloppier than the other one. Also, what was interesting was it seemed like nobody could negotiate the transition from one ring to the other. That was like every time they try to throw somebody over, they get wrapped up into one uh, uh, turnbuckle or the rope, and then stuck in the other one and. You know, those transitions also were not clean. So somebody not paying attention could really tweak something, just trying to get tossed from one side to the other. Um, but my question as I was thinking about it, as you was talking, is has does AEW finally need to put a pause and having all these pay-per-view events free on TV because they are considerably closer together than if they were legitimate pay-per-view events because they can afford to not have to do one every month. We don't have to have a theme because uh, we're about to have Fighter Fest uh, come up and a couple other things like 
we're, it's just bang, 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 all on dynamite. I think they're trying to keep up with WWE for some reason doing that. And it is ridiculous that they think that they have to do that. I mean, to have Forbidden Door and then back to back with Blood and Guts. I mean, I can kind of see them doing it because they had Great American, the NXT had Great American Bash coming up, but Why? it's unnecessary. Cody's not I mean, Great, Great American Bash is nothing, is nothing extravagant. I mean, they don't, it's just, it's just a bunch of matches that they threw a name on. So for them to have a pay-per-view type match on free television, then on top of that, they wasted valuable uh, pay-per-view time in the afterbirth, after Forbidden Door, to bring in all of those guys. After people sitting for like five hours watching matches, they're going to have that afterbirth at the end of Forbidden Door to push you to go toward Blood and Guts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's that, unnecessary. At Blood and Guts, they still had to tape the Rampage 20-man battle royal. Right. So, there's a lot of wrestling that they could, you know, they don't have to pull the bitch off and do the every month thing. But every other month, every two months, stretch it out, tell the long-term story, and have a couple marquee matches on Dynamite and um, Rampage. That would make sense. But I think they're just putting too much into what they're trying to do for free TV. Lord knows we called for it, but we didn't need there to be that many. One or two free purviews, good. Five or six, seven, eight, nine out of the the ten that you have per year, too much. Too much. Yes, 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 yes. And some of these are too yeah. using the same people going hard uh, the entire time, and then now you're just wearing them down faster than if you alternated. And some people complained about, well, the brand split on WWE, but when they were doing one pay per view Raw, one pay per view uh, SmackDown, guess what happened? gave people a chance to rest. Now some of that rest is over because if Universal World Heavyweight Champion, blah, 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 bloodline, you know, you may have to wrestle a lot or your Roman Reigns don't have to wrestle that much at all uh, and only stay on SmackDown, but that's a whole different uh, conversation. But, you know, I think AEW or Tony Khan needs to figure some things out, A, and B, Stop trying to be the McMahon. Go back to what they were doing. Because the correct answer, I would think, is yes, they have the depth. If they would use some of the developmental talent like they were before that deserve to be on main TV, they're just hanging out on dark and elevation. Still. If he's gonna take some if he's gonna take somebody's formula, he needs to take Bischoff's Bischoff's formula. Mm-hmm. Dare to be different. You know, yep. don't try to do the same things that Vince is doing to bring on you to bring on your show, you know, just to say just to try to compete with him. How are you going to compete with him and you're doing the same thing he's doing? And if all he has to realize is he's already technically winning from a production standpoint. It's only a two hour show for Dynamite. Everybody in the WWE side from uh, creative says that the three hours, uh, even Bischoff 
it's just hard to do. And, you know, we talked about, uh, what was it, a couple months ago on how Tony Khan was speaking as to how he has to write the shows, you know, almost four months early and then factor in the rampages. And then if somebody gets injured, he's got to go back and rewrite three weeks of shows to try to come here. But I don't understand how WWE, they just rip up a show and just produce a whole other one. That's so And then he started about doing the same thing for Ring of Honor. So how is he, he going to do all that? How's he gonna do all that? He messed up when he came out and said, you know, they're not really EVPs. They're just people I'm cool with that have a little bit of influence. Now, back then, I took a little bit more information because, you know, they were telling me who to get. Now, I'm just the guy. That's not gonna work too long because ratings gonna start to drop. When you know their TBS and TNT are like, yeah, um, you want to see this person on TV? Oh, he's injured. Well, how the heck that happened? You want to see this person on TV? Oh, she injured. This person's injured. This person's injured. this person. You're running out of people that we're paying a bunch of money to have on our network, and you don't have them. Not to we mention are- all these contracts that are running out. Oh yeah. He's letting those people go. Like you got Alan Angels. Not that he was a not that he was a main event player, but still, you know, he, he was significant the within the Dark Order. And now the Dark Order, now their main comedy situation what is dwindling. Yeah, because I mean, because you you've lost Stu Grayson, you lost Alan Angels. He's Cole Cabana's contract Santana. is about to be up. Yeah, about to lose Santana. So, you know, that's some people that are jumping ship just because now it's just a smart business decision because they're not getting the time. And well, Santana's contract is about to be up, but they're saying that it has nothing to do with Tony Khan. No, he says he wants to go. Yeah, he wants to go, but there's but it's but it's something going on between him and Ortiz that's 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 making him want to leave. Yeah, but some kind of beef between him and Ortiz is going on but yeah he wants to be out but still that's a major out of everybody you name that's a major talent you know part of the inner circle somebody's been there from day one ride or die you know that that you're losing mjf once again was right and uh the scuttlebutt is that the plan was for cm punk to still be champion mjf to take the belt off of him and that's the way possibly it could still go down. But the key is CM Punk has to come back, unify the belts from Moxley, and then Maxwell Jacob Freeman shows up and takes the right. Belt. Right. That's the that that's the summer of punk formula. How it's many the summer of punk formula? How yeah. many injuries is it going to take to get there? They may have to call MJF to come back just because there's nobody else. Look who they're trying to push into. Uh, that slot, Christian. He's got to cut the racy promos on the show to try to draw some emotion. That's the guy that has to uh, pick up the flag and try to do something with it because nobody else can handle the heat. Oh, he can handle the heat. You see them turtle necks he wearing? Oh, yeah, yeah, for no reason. And a two small jacket. necks in July. I mean, come on. Hey, man. Uh, last I checked, uh, my name McMahon, first name Shane, <laughs> rolled down to Miami in a freaking 
thick turtleneck sweater. Yeah, like, he did. did. Wearing. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he like, did. In the middle, in the middle, in Florida, in the middle of summer, the by the water, just hot, just hot, sweat. <laughs> but you know, if that's anything to show you, uh, you know what it's like to be a McMahon. He's just like whatever. The temps don't bother me, even if they uh, are saying that I'm getting fellatio from a former person um, and paying them twelve million to shut up. You know, that, that's a whole different topic. But AEW. What are they doing? Let's talk about the other side of the coin of the majors. Is WWE still in creative trouble? So we have money in the bank. Happy to live Morgan uh, actually cashed in, became Mrs. Money in the Bank, and is now your SmackDown Women's Champion, even though the finish was ugly. To say the least, it got done. Roman Reigns is in his own oasis of untouchableness. Because if I had to pick it now, he's going to beat Brock. Just Duh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you were. If he was like, well, maybe they may have him drop it. Um, but because I'm not happy with that because I think that we're starting to wear down Brock Lesnar as a massive talent, as somebody to fear, because Roman's just beating them and beating them and beating them and smashing them. You know, all these things happening. You can't just keep pulling the Brock card and Roman's supposed to be like, oh, no. It's like, yeah, this guy again. So we got that happening. Anything else? Can't think of anything. I mean, when it comes to Brock Lesnar right now, when it comes to Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns right now, you gotta know, or you gotta at least see, they're setting this, they're setting this up for theory. They're setting up theory to be a spoiler in all of this. Yeah. So they're either gonna they and I, but I still don't see them beating. Roman Reigns straight up, outright. I don't see him getting pinned. No, he's gonna get pinned. Well, he's got to get. He's got. He well. He would. He would have to be pinned in order for Theory to be credible. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You're talking about in the match. No, Roman's gonna go over. He's gonna win, but Brock is gonna beat. No, he's gonna win against Brock. But I'm saying they're setting it up for Theory for Roman Reigns to go against Theory. Roman's going to go through the John Cena syndrome of Brock. He's going to suplex the hell out of Roman Reigns for about 15 minutes to make it so believable because his ribs are hurt. Roman can barely move. Brock has taken out the bloodline. He's probably even going to send Paul Heyman to suplex City. So that'd be nobody to stop him. Roman's going to get the choke out. Brock, Brock's going to pass out. Brock's not going to get pinned. He's going to, get, he's going to pass out. Here comes the cash in. And I don't even know what Theory's finisher is, but he's going to hit it. And then we're going to get the one, two, three. So basically, they're running the same storyline they just did with uh, Liv Morgan, in essence, um, again. Because Creative cannot figure out a way to take the belt off of Roman. So, not happy with it. 
I still would have, but and then they're still talking about uh, Drew McIntyre uh, going to uh, clash at the castle to face uh, whoever the champion is in the UK. I'm sick of Drew McIntyre. No, 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 no. They talk. I, I, I saw so I read somewhere that they're talking about bringing in Tyson Fury. Really? Yes. They're talking about signing Tyson Fury and having Tyson Fury face McIntyre at that at that event. That'd be awesome. Just something different. Because no disrespect to Drew, but it's not his time. But I will say, it needs to be her. It be Bobby Lashley's time again. But we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. I think. Uh, now, what do you think about them? From Fury. I mean, uh, from what Fury. Do you, what do you think about them signing? Oh boy. Um, Logan Paul. Uh, 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 yeah. I got no issues with it. Just something to do. Just something to do. And that, that's why we're having this conversation because creative is running out of creativity. Because they but have, I, without Cody being there, we got a problem, Houston. Where are we supposed to go now? Now, I've also read, I also read before we got on tonight that. WWE has a bunch of tryouts with indie wrestlers for Nashville SummerSlam weekend. I thought they didn't do indie wrestlers. Hmm. I thought so too, but apparently we they have to go back on what they said because they got a shortage going on right now of people that they can work with. And there's some indies out there that are primed and ready to cut them for prime time that they need to get over there go ahead and get on in here. But or get them into NXT and move some folks up that they trust to be a, be on the main roster. That's what I was going to say. Are they going to do the right thing or the WWE thing? Because we know the WWE thing is for them to go to NXT and be misused. And still don't NXT people be brought up. Or they can bring them to the main roster and then we won't even recognize who the heck this person is anymore. Because I still, even though it's kind of interesting, I have no idea who came up with uh, the Asian girl, and I apologize, I don't know her name. That's the best I could describe it. That's walking on Wendy Chu, huh? Wendy Chu, pa- yeah, that's walking around in the pajamas. And you're like, What the hell? The knock, the knock, the knock, was the narcoleptic, uh, gimmick. I didn't even know she that was called night when they when the people fall asleep or just just randomly, possibly. That's supposed to be her thing. She's supposed to be like a narcoleptic or whatever, she, uh, something like that. Like, but yeah, you know who that is, right? Huh? You know who that is, right? She looks familiar, but I, I can't pull it out because I keep looking at her like I know who you are, but I, I couldn't, I can't put two and two together to, to get there. She was T and Sean from uh, the uh, white, the white face in the in the in the in the, in the, in the throne with um, yeah. Zia Lee and um. Where was she from? I'm like, no, another promotion she was in. I remember her being another promotion, but I know she I know she was T and Shot T and Shaw. She was in Ring of Honor? We have to check that out. I thought I saw him somewhere, saw her somewhere else without the makeup, you know, just her. I'm like, she looks familiar, but I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I can't maybe, I don't recall her being anywhere else. Maybe she was in a May Young uh classic. And I may have seen Maybe. She might have. She might have been a May Young. She might have been in a May Young classic, as I think about it. But I know I'd seen it before. I just couldn't. I couldn't take the time to figure out who she was because I was just dumbfounded by the pajamas and all that crap. It just 
you know, <laughs> I, I can roll with Riddle for a little bit. I'm like, all right, I can get that. But this thing is just so far dumb that it makes no sense. And well, Riddle, Riddle's been Riddle's been Riddle for a long time. Yeah. You know, he was like he was like that in progress. He was like that in Evolve. He was like that, and he's been all the all his indie promotional appearances. That's him. That was him coming out of UFC. So, you know, that's just that's just brutal. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're gonna be yourself, be somebody important. So, needless to say, AEW's got some issues. WWE has to figure out some issues, and we're not even talking about you know the corporate side. We're just talking about producing television. So I still think the better opportunity lies with AEW because they only have technically two hours to worry about. And that third hour is Rampage that they could just film early or after the show and call it a day. They don't even have to put effort into it. So opportunity wise, I think uh, AEW has a shot if they get their act together. And well, correction, Tony Khan gets his act together and focuses and keeps his eye on the prize. He could start pulling an 83-week situation, even though they're not directly competing. But Lord knows nobody wants to start seeing the one promotion winning the the day that they're on, plus getting a higher demographic pull um, than you are on Mondays and Fridays. So that could happen. We'll see. But now we're going to have some fun before we... Uh, in this uh, show, as we get some of our ring rust off, we're going to bring back an oldie but goodie. Book it. And here's the thing. Uh, there's some nice nights being played, as we saw at uh, the John Cena Raw event, where WWE respectfully went to Tony Khan and said, hey, we'd like to uh, have a couple people speak that have wrestled John, like Jericho and others, um, uh, uh, and record some video and have it show on Monday Night Raw. Tony Khan said, just paraphrasing, hey, you know what? Not too bad. I appreciate the way you came about this. Cool, no problem. A little bit later, question was posed to Tony Khan, and he said, you know what? I wouldn't be opposed to us having a joint event with the WWE. Same thing, Worlds Collide, that KG has talked about many times. So we're returning to the old segment book it. Because we're going to take turns covering how we would book just eight matches in an AEW versus WWE show and who we would give the win to. So I don't have a coin, James. So uh, pick a number between one and ten. Seven. Damn, that was my number. You go first. <laughs> I defer to you. <laughs> you can't defer to me. You can't tell me to go first. How about that? Huh? You can't you can't tell me to go first. Okay, I'll go ahead. All right. Okay, so so for my pre-match. I guess I got a ninth. I got a ninth match. Yes, I, if if they if if W if they can if Tony Khan can put four matches on his pre-match when he announced three, I can put one. I can add one to mine too. True that. So, oh, by the way, my, uh, hold on. Before you say anything, um, 
the forbidden door is good to go. Uh, so you can pick from anybody that AEW has an active relationship with. That was part of it. Uh, as well as the NXT roster is also fair game as well. So um, it's not just WWE versus uh, AEW proper. It's anybody in relation with uh, AEW in good standing uh, and WWE slash NXT. All right, you go ahead. Sorry. Because I didn't want the weird not like, what the hell? How did you get that person in there? Because I know you're going to pick somebody. Oh, you know, you know, you know, you know, yeah. I know you, you know me. You know me. I mean, you brought me in as the indie guy, so I, you know, got it. Got to do that. Got to make it do what it do. Baby. All right. So for my pre-match, I've got Ray and Dominic Mysterio teaming up with Los Lotharios. Mm, Eight man special versus. In fact, La Faction and Gubernable members, Andrade, El Idolo, and Roosh teaming up with the Lucha Brothers. Nice. Nice. Okay, that, 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 get, that gets them in the door. Hell okay. Yeah. That gets them in the door. Okay, now, first match of the main card. We'll start off with the ladies. Hmm. Get some Asian flair going on in here. So Ooh. I got Oscar and Io Shirai. Okay. Going against Hikaru Shira, Hikaru Shida, and Riho. Oh, okay. I like that. Now, okay, so going back, going back to my pre-show, I got Lafaccio, I got Eli, I got uh LFI and the 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 Lucha Brothers winning that match in the pre-show. Okay. okay. And I've got Oscar and Io Shirai winning in the first match. Okay. Okay. Second match on the card. A match that a lot of people, a lot, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about in fantasy booking. Private Party mm. versus the Street Poffins. Ooh. Ooh. That's solid. That's solid. I could see Mark Quinn screaming in that before uh, um, uh, he gets that uh, splash, that ten-star splash from Montez Ford. And I got the Street Profits winning that match. Okay. So now I have the Pillars versus the New Breed. Okay. Orange Cassidy. Teaming up with Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara versus Braun Breaker, Tommaso Ciampa, and Roderick Strong. Ooh. Okay. I see you actually using some talent. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna notice a theme in my in my um booking here, you know, because being that this is gonna be one of these one of these cards that you'll never really see again, I'm trying to get as much. I'm trying to get give you more bang for your buck, so I'm trying to work it in. So I got um, I got the new breed beating the pillars. Okay. Okay. 
And for those who don't realize what I'm saying, I'm saying I'm calling them the pillars because with them, those three and MJF are considered the four pillars of AEW because they're the young one, they're the young guys who are supposed to carry the company all the way through to wherever they want to get to. Yeah, so those that's why I picked them. Okay, the only singles match on my card is not the main event. That's not the main event. Wow. And it's not the main and my main event is not a singles match. Oh, I figured you would do a singles, but okay. You know, just a little just a little something to tease. Just a little tease. The only single match on my card. Theory versus Sunny Kiss. <laughs> Please tell me you put over Sunny Kiss. I put over Sunny Kiss. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No disrespect. I put over Sonny Kiss. That's that's a stage where he would definitely get the rub. Next match on the card. We got a champion series match. Okay. Samoa Joe mm. teaming up with Wardlow versus Bobby Lashley. And Gunter. I don't even want to read mine now. God dang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call a spade a spade on this one. I thought I was creating some, some interesting stuff, but shoot. And I've got some more Joe Wardlow winning now. Next match. The Usos and the New Day teaming up against FTR and the Young Bucks. As it should be. Now, who, who wins that one? I'm actually giving that one to WWE. I'm giving that one to the Usos and the New Day. Okay. Because I'm seeing some, because in in, in 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 making the match, there's going to be some tension between FTR and the Young Bucks. Okay. Even though they're representing AEW, there's still going to be that tension. You know, yeah. they're going after the belts. You know, they, they, there's a lot of interplay going on within the four of them. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna yeah, affect they, the match. Advantage. I can see that. In my semifinal. Mm. Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal. That's, that's Gresham and Lethal all day. No disrespect. That to is Finn. Gresham and Lethal all day. Gresham and Lethal all day. And my main event. No, notice, no titles on the line in my matches. And no titles. Can't really because you, you because can't because. Alone. <laughs> right, right. Who wins and loses, you can't put a belt up. Unless right, you can't put a belt up. up. Roman Reigns in a three-way mm -hmm. against John Moxley and Jay White. Oh, and I'm booking it 
as a triple disqualification. Good. So that, that cancels everything out. I'm surprised you went there. I thought you were going to say you were going to do it as a, you know, false count anywhere or something like that. But no, the way I'm going to the way I'm going to book it is they're going to have a match. It's going to be straight up. It's going Mox is going to bring all the toys. Uh, Jay White is going to do everything he can to beat both of them, and, and Roman Reigns is going to be doing his thing. But B- Bullet Club is going to end up showing up some kind of way, which is going to bring in the Blackpool Combat Club. And then you're going to have the Usos come in to back up um, – Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn is going to get into it just because he wants the TV time. And then this will be the way to bring in Solo Sequoia into the bloodline. Right. That's a good uh, That's a good show, Worlds Collide, Sumo Edition. If they take that right there, that's money. And here's the reason why I say that. A, I would charge, you know, no less than $100 for pay-per-view. And I would do everything possible to block every website that could uh, stream it for free. Those two entities together, they could do that. But your uh, show outside the main event is extremely well-balanced. You have four AEW and four WWE uh, matches that they're winning respectively. So it's balanced great you know great price point you could do and your champions aren't losing anything by being involved in it. so you can have top tier talent and uh still come out with a phenomenal show so good job jane that was some good picking as i did mine it's a little bit more one-sided <laughs> i'll tell you now uh oh there was one of there was one other match that i was going to put in here okay and I thought I thought I thought about it. I was like, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of out there, but I wanted to, I, I was think I was I was really thinking about putting this one in, but um I'm trying to remember what, who I was in it. It was gonna be Bianca Belair. Nikita Lyons and Lash Legend going up against Jordan, uh, uh, not Jordan Grace, um, Jade Cargill. Uh-huh. Who was the other? Who's the other ones I had? I had to be Thunder Jade Rosa. Cargill. No, Thunder. No, I didn't have Thunder Rosa. I had uh, to, I, no. It was Jay Jay Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Britt Baker. That'd have been a that'd have been a barn burner too. I'm surprised you might as well just add it in there. But that's why I brought it up. Yeah. So again, that'd be the bonus match right there. Yeah, we can put that. We can we can we can that that'd be okay. The so I'll throw I'll i i throw that in there and put no, nah, just be on a it'd be on a pre-show. Even though it's a yeah, that's what I'm saying. Match. Oh, just add it. Okay, we, we can add, add it. it. So that'd be Whatever. ten matches on my card then. Yeah. That's just more more goose for the gander. So, like I said, mine's a little bit more one-sided. 
hopefully uh, it, it lives up to some sort of expectation uh, of uh, your approval. We'll see. So I'm starting it off what I think is going to be a phenomenal match. Sammy Guevara versus, from NXT, Carmelo Hayes. I think uh, okay. those two young guns would be one hell of a way to start it off. That's where all you're going to get all your hot flying, your pop flips, all that stuff is just going to start the show. And, you know, they're young enough to get it all in just to get the crowd, you know, warmed up. But I do have Sammy going over. So Sammy will take it right. up on that. Right. I can that. see some I can see some interplay outside between Trick and Taya and, and Taya. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after that, while they're all excited, I'm just gonna usher in some uh some big names uh, in the tag team division. So FTR versus RK Bro. But I'm gonna put over FTR. Of course. Uh well I was tempted to do the RK Bro. I mean it's Randy Orton. But I think that in the midst of all the match, they'll be able to isolate and uh, take out Riddle and just get the one, two, three before Orton can get there. Bye. Is this the heel turn? Say it again. Is this the heel turn? Just, just clean. Just clean by hook or by crook because Orton, he loses nothing out of it. Riddle got plenty of time. FTR still has three, three championships. So it was, to me, it was just a smarter move. Um, and they're all cool. From there, I call this the battle of the club. Ben Balor versus Adam Cole versus Jay White versus AJ Styles versus Kenny Omega. Falls count anywhere. They just get it in. I will have the pinfall, though, going to Kenny Omega. So... Got that match in there. I know you may be thinking probably give it to Jay White, but I was just thinking legacy. No, I was thinking more of that being a lot real bullet club heavy. Which, which or, um, that was the intention. It's the battle of the club. Because how many times we? Oh, okay. I get, you. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. I, I get you now. I, I get you now. This was, my group was better. Yeah. This time, everybody could be there. To stake their claim. I, Vin Balor's like, I started this shit, and then uh, AJ Styles be like, well, yeah, I made it better. But then Jay White is like, well, I made it the best. Yep. And then Kenny Omega was like, I made it so good that I couldn't even stay. And that's why I made it better because, to be honest with you, the match is going to be amazing, phenomenal even, pun intended. But it's the promos before the match. I would just pay to see all that. Especially how Jay White just came out of AEW, uh, I would pay just for that as worth the cost of admission. But I would still put it over to Kenny. Um, then this is to me a dream match, just because I just would like to hear the commentary on it, and I think they could. This would give him the one last amazing match at an Eddie Guerrero level from Halloween Havoc, that far back of, you know, at the edge of your seat or your chair, or whatever. Ray Mysterio, one on one against Ray Phoenix. We were thinking the same thing, but I just would want to see those two go at each other and just do what they do. So we started it with Sammy and Carmelo, and then we're gonna bring everything back up again with Ray versus Ray. But I would give it to Mysterio, just because he's the goat. Uh, 
Um, then we're going to jump into the ladies because notice we haven't had any uh, yet. So the fifth match is going to have, <coughs> excuse me, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Becky Lynch, and Mandy Rose going up against Abaddon, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, and Ruby Riot. I'm going to give it to uh, the AEW crew because Abaddon is the X Factor. She's going to freak out somebody, probably either Becky Lynch or uh, Natalia, and that freak out alone, you know, be it blood coming out the mouth or something, you know, Boogeyman-esque or whatever, or, or Bray Wyatt-esque is going to be how Britt Baker is going to be able to slide and lock jaw on somebody and get the three. Just off of that weirded out moment, bam, grab, tap, one, two, three. Uh, Becky's not going to get pinned at all, but it would probably pretty much be either Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, or 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 uh, Natalia that would uh, tap out or pass out from the lockjaw. Then this one is actually, uh, the next one is uh, one that some people have speculated they would like to see if this particular person crossed the street so to speak. So I would have The Miz going one-on-one -on -one with MJF. Again, promos galore, worth the cost of admission. But I would have MJF get the dub on that one. Miz loses nothing oh, out of it. He doesn't have to you know, do anything. Cost of admission alone, he's already winning. Match seven, steel cage match, because it has to be this way to make it look as good as I believe it could be made to look. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargill. That way, no baddies can get involved. You know, Bianca doesn't really have anybody because everybody else is, you know, off in other matches. So one-on-one, -on -one, we get to see it, but I would have a Bianca win. And it would be clean in the ring. Not, you know, climbing outside or going out the door. It would be the one, two, three, Bianca Belair would win that. And then my main event. I only did eight. I kept to the rules, but I only did eight. And uh, the main event, Roman Reigns versus CM Punk. Champion versus champion at that point. Uh, it will be uh, uh, Punk is going to win, but by disqualification. Because the bloodline's going to get involved. But as the bloodline gets involved, who's going to help out Punk? The Young Bucks. So the show's going to end not with making it a, a six-man tag, but with all of them just brawling, and then the show just goes off. You're going to hear the bell, so it's going to go to social media to determine what the heck was the result of the match. Was it a disqualification? Were, was it just stop? Are you just ringing the bell because it's just chaos in the ring? What exactly is the end result? And then it will be determined by committee that it was a disqualification for CM Punk. But then Punk's going to come out and say, this is not how I want it to end. We need to do this again. And that could lead to a second. So the Young Bucks, as opposed to FTR, since they've been kind of buddy-buddy lately. Well, I just, I just wanted the Young Bucks to come out because it's just still – setting up the next one being Usos versus the Bucks. Since I didn't put that match on the card, um, so that way you just had the quadruple super kick party of, of Doom. Um, and then I used FTR earlier. I wanted to save the Young Bucks as a surprise help for CM Punk. Because how many people expect <laughs> Young Bucks to do the run-in and help? 
So I wanted to be a, a little bit special, and then that's a square off to set up the next one. So that way, you know, like I said, uh, we, we had that opportunity to parlay into something else because everybody's going to get a lovely payday. Why not do it a second time, a.k.a. twice a year? And then you can really play around with stuff. And that's my eight. So uh, I have uh, – it's not balanced at all, unfortunately. So I'm AEW heavy in this one. But it just makes sense because who they were going against, they didn't need to win. They were already established. So what do you think? Not too bad. Hey, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good card. I'd watch that. Cool. You pay ninety nine dollars for it. I don't know about ninety nine dollars, but you know. <laughs> oh, James, come on, man! You gotta give me a little something, man. No, no. See, I'll pay my, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay my. What? I'll, I'll watch it on Peacock. Well, well, no, it, it wouldn't even be on Peacock. It'd be somewhere independent. It'd be old school pay-per-view through Spectrum and 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 you know wherever else. Uh, well, you know they're gonna sign. You know, well, they they can't simulcast it because they don't have AEW doesn't have a streaming. It'd be in movie theaters. You know, I would eliminate Peacock and I would eliminate Fight and all that because it's one-sided. Too many contracts. Go back old school. Vince McMahon, this is where, you know, WrestleMania 1S type of feel. Him and uh, Tony Khan walk out. Pull a, uh, Well, Tony likes hugging anyway. So <laughs> it would be <laughs> a Vincent Bischoff moment all over again. Where you know the, if the, the clap, the smile, throw up. We know what the hell to do back then. <laughs> when you know, I'm back. <laughs> as soon as you heard that, I was like, what the hell? One of those great moments in WWE history. So, uh, good job, James. Unfortunately, KG wasn't able to partake in his own pay per view concept to book his own pay per view. So, maybe we'll give him the opportunity next week to be able to uh, book Worlds Collide between the two so that way they have the potential to steal it and make it happen. And uh, maybe we could put that out there and tag them in uh, WWE and AEW and what we did as far as our matches. So if you have yours written, uh, we'll get that uh, sent over to KG so he can post it. And uh, I'll send mine to him. And then uh, we'll see if maybe they take a hint and uh, go with one or both. They use any of my, they didn't use any of my matches. I want my money. You know we ain't getting paid. I'm telling you I that right now. Whoever listening. Championship. Whoever listening, I want you use my match, you use my booking, I want my money. It's not happening, Daddy. It's Don't make happening. me come after you. It's not happening. <laughs> Tony Soprano has spoken. So good show, man. We, we covered a lot. As you can tell, it's time to wrap that thing up, B. So unless you got something else, I think it's time to diversify some bonds. Nah, I ain't got nothing happening. So uh, on behalf of everybody, Kanichiwa, bitches. Cheers.